Predacon stole the golden disc Maximals came after them And they crashed both their ships Landed on the earth with two moons They fought in the beast wars I mean, what else were they gonna do? War and beast War and beast We talk about things like Energon and protoforms and sparks War and beast War and beast How the Maximals have no entertainment Megatron's not smart War and beast War and beast War and beast Welcome to the War and Beast podcast The podcast that doesn't have to worry about dino DNA Oh wait, or do we? Greetings, I'm Eric I'm Greg. I'm John. I'm Jordan. And I'm Kendall. And this week for that synergy. (laughs) (laughs) As folks might be able to tell, this is actually our first uh, five-person episode. Uh, So we'll see how it goes. (laughs) Yeah, because I requested that Greg get a guest because I am a sick boy still from last week. And I didn't even have a voice at all yesterday, so I was worried. But uh, I got a little bit of enough of a voice to uh, the episode, but it's nice to have a bit of relief with another host. Just, just for the record, we are only thirty minutes into the recording and already starting the rec- and already starting the episode. So that's that's a good sign for us. <laughs> that's a very good sign for us. <laughs> Although, actually, you guys were on the call for a few minutes before I got on the call, so I don't know how long. I don't know if you you guys probably started two two hours ago. We're on it for six weeks before the call. (laughs) (laughs) We've always been on the call. Yeah. It's like TWA. We've just got everybody in tubes in a room. We just, you know, we sort of swap in and out. I like the the idea that we're just always on a Skype, that it's just an open Skype call forever. Like we're, we're not as, we're not as intense as TWA. So we don't, you know, have like a cult around us or anything, but we do. I mean, we do just, we're always on call. Like that's, you know, you don't have a cult around it. Dormammu, I've come to talk about Beast Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Who who are you going to call? Yeah. We don't have a cult yet. Has has that movie been out enough that we can do that joke? Because it's kind of a... You know, in six months, it's going to be hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) I'm playing the long game. We're like, why do we all of a sudden have this big spike in RSS subscribers? Oh, 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 you were making a Doctor Strange reference. Yes, yeah. okay. Doctor Strange material. I, mean, I haven't seen the movie, but I know Dormammu is a character from. Yeah, that, so. yeah. Oh, I didn't even hear you say Dormammu. Okay, I'm. Movie. Whatever. <laughs> it was anyway. Doctor Strange was good. That's yeah. that's uh. So it's the movie starts yet. with uh with a with our kit with this uh, blonde lady who's fighting. No, okay, this isn't uh, <laughs> this isn't Warren Doctor Strange. Um. <laughs> Warren Strange? Do- Strange and Beast. Would be Strange and Beast, yeah. Okay. Doctor Strange War? Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Strange and Optimus crossover, anyone? Oh my god. Gorilla with a cloak. <laughs> isn't that just like, isn't isn't that just Gorilla Grodd? Or no, 
I was I was thinking more like they're buddy up, like they're they had to team up to stop some. They're at they had to work together to stop thing, you know, like a like a crossover comic book, but with with Optimus Primal and Doctor Strange. Oh my god, I just had a thought, but this is like relating to a question later on, so I'll have to save it. Well, it's you know the trans warp drive and everything. It can take you <laughs> to Dormammu's dimension. He's a floating cape. They fight crime. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a floating cape. He's not a man or anything. <laughs> Anyway, so this week we uh, we are reviewing episode fourteen, Double Dinobot. It was uh, it was a, it was an episode that Jordan, you were really looking forward to to watching, just just because of some of the conversations we've had. Yeah. So well, there are some neat things about it that I liked. Actually, shouldn't we ask our guests what their history with Transformers is? Yes, we, we should. <laughs> uh, let's see. So my history with Transformers would have pretty much started with Beast Wars. I remember the point where they get the trans metals? Mm-hmm. Question mark? That's yep. a thing. And the very beginning of the whatever the follow-up series was. Oh, that would have been Machines. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you probably would have either come in season either late season 2 or season 3 and then went right into Beast Machines after that. Well, I started like the very beginning of Beast Wars. Okay. And fell off at the very beginning of Beast Machines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't say I blame you there. Yeah. <laughs> I remember have, having very confused feelings about Black Arachnia. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's you, interesting. You, I, don't think our, I don't think our feelings were that confused when we first, were first introduced <laughs> to her. I, uh... I had a fan fiction called Double Dinobot that ended very differently than this episode does. <laughs> <laughs> it was a happier ending. Oh my. Well, I mean, this is a happy say, ending to some people. <laughs> I, well, yeah. This was, was a great this was a this was a great episode. <laughs> this was In the this end was, it all comes back to Vor. Uh. <laughs> I was wondering how long it would take before we got not, to that. Not even, not but, even totally a prize has taken Voron as this episode. No, they, they, they. God, I, mean, I Jerry wasn't for. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, I, I was roommates with a Vor fetishist for like a year. I know what Vor is. <laughs> that was not Vor. <laughs> a Vor connoisseur, as it were. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I. After Beast Wars, I've never really gotten deep into Transformers. You know, just maybe the passing episode. Watched some of the uh, Generation 1, but uh, never the same as Beast Wars. Mm-hmm. Beast well, Wars good. is my first Doctor, any, if you will. Any, uh, any uh, 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 Michael Bay? Have you seen any of those or opinion on those? I saw the first one, uh, maybe the second one. I honestly can't remember if I saw the second one. A lot of people don't want to I, remember. The I second saw the one second one twice, and I don't remember anything about it. And I just and the second time was like two weeks ago. So yeah, yeah. I actually I saw the first it. one at a drive-in theater, so that was oh, fun. Nice, cool. I mean, I could have been watching that with an entire audience of Transformers, and I wouldn't have known. 
I was going to say. Oh, yeah, that's true. Transformer, not known. <laughs> I do remember coming out after the first Transformers movie and, like, seeing trucks and being a little bit scared of them. Like, <laughs> I don't know if it was... I don't know if it was because, like, that movie was particularly... I mean, I did see it on, like, a night... A really big, you know, state-of-the-art screen thing. I don't know if it was because, like, that was... Because there weren't a lot of... I mean, there we weren't inundated with the superhero genre the way that we are now. Um, yeah. And especially not good movies with the superhero genre the way that we are now. So I mean, the mm-hmm. first Transformers movie was like, you know, it was it was a it was a thing when it was a thing, you know. But no, we talked about it in I think episode yeah. zero. Like I had the same reaction where I, I mean I wasn't scared. I was like imagining a Transformer and be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was pumped after that movie. I mean, like in retrospect, that has a lot of lot of lot of problems, but it's. <laughs> It's not too bad. It's it's all right. <clears throat> right, right. Yeah, Actually, I mean, especially compared with other stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, okay, uh, so this uh, episode, right? Or oh no no no, D- trivia. Yeah, it's your part uh, of the show. Yeah, this is my thing. <laughs> Kendall reads IMDb. Okay, so uh, the concept of Megatron using Dinobots DNA to create clones will be revisited later on in the third season of this series. Mm-hmm. Foreshadowing or something. The designation like of Dinobot's clone is Clone One. Okay, this next one is long, so it might actually be interesting. As the, <laughs> oh, I think I wait. No, okay. Um, no, that's not a thing. Okay, as the clone <laughs> tries to deactivate Sentinel, some holographic Cybertronics maximal writing appears in the air, which reads the following. Oh, I'm glad that you're reading this because I was curious as to what it said. Who is this putz scaly user? Hey, Ian, go fuck yourself. Probably (laughs) directed toward a member of the production staff. And finally, the computer reads out the name Merv Griffin. (laughs) Yeah, apparently, uh, like the TF wiki, (laughs) one wonders what either Ian James Corlett or Ian Pearson did to piss off an animator. <laughs> so we have a sassy sentinel. Pretty much. <laughs> Although the way it treats clone one. I love that part. That is a pretty uh, funny part. Uh, are there any other ones from IMDb? Because I think no, that's, that's like it. And I'm even reading the goofs and there's just a couple of animation res- mistakes uh. that who cares? I noticed the animation mistake where like there was a part where like a wall like you could see inside of it for a second. Yeah, I think I think this episode was probably done by the same animation team that did last episode, or they were or they were trying to do a lot of the same stuff. It didn't look as bad as last episode, but I think it. I think what I realized in this episode is they were clearly trying to do sort of new scenery and new landscapes, yeah. and they just don't look as good as the as the tan barren wasteland. <laughs> like, like, that I like a weird, that's such a weird benchmark too. Yeah. I mean, that's just to me, to me, beast wars is like, I, I, you know, I always say it's a, it's these two factions warring against each other. No one making any progress. It's a, it's this, it's this nihilistic existential, whatever it's, you know, it's great. Red versus blue. You know, it's yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, well, I mean, and and they always joke on teenagers with attitude about Angel Crove being the last city on whatever. <laughs> I mean, this is like literally there is nobody else on this planet except for these two factions. It's okay. So I I I, I, t- I say I have to mention that every episode. So 
<laughs> so the TF wiki has just some random things, and what you mentioned as well, and then it mentions like how apparently the Beast Warriors possess DNA, and that's confirmed <laughs> later on in in Beast Machines, which I guess you know would make a set, sort of sense that they are part, you know, they have organic parts. Uh, but it's also mentioned that the uh, in that same quote that they they have to have part DNA and part CNA, and there's a. <laughs> There's a wiki hole to go down if, oh, if you ever Jesus get a chance. Christ. So, but I'm not going to go <laughs> on. Is that is that no, CNA? Is that Cybertron nucleic acid? It's like c- cybernetic nano algorithms or something Al- like that. C- or cybernetic nano algorithms. It's, uh. it's yeah. It's it's weird. And it's, I know it sounds it's, okay. It's actually. sci-fi made up stuff. They wanted it to yeah. say, they wanted it to be CNA, and then they made up words for it. It's okay. It works. <laughs> um. And yeah. it explains why like the clone couldn't transform. Yeah, because they they didn't have the CNA; they just had the DNA. And mm-hmm. um, also, a neat little thing is that he makes another uh, Dinobot makes another reference to the Inferno, mm-hmm. and they're still calling it the Inferno instead of the Pit because that character hasn't shown up yet, so they can't <laughs> they can't change it. They don't they don't realize they need to change it to to avoid confusion. Yeah. Um, I like Inferno more than the Pit, so I'm I'm welcome to that being a yeah. thing for a while. Uh, let's see, and also it mentions it just mentions that this is a once again appearance of Rat Trap's grenades in his forearms, mm-hmm. and uh, it actually mentions that the line um, when Clone One addresses Megatron as Mighty Megatron. That's actually kind of a phrase often used in Generation Ones when the, when the other Decepticons are talking to, to Megatron. Especially Starscream, but that was yeah. mainly sarcastic, sarcastic when he yeah. said it, yeah. Kind of when he says it here, too, isn't it? Or maybe not. <laughs> I have to remember. I don't remember what scene that was. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, also, the it points out that the opening uh, scene and creation of the clone is pretty much the whole typical supervillain, mad science, creating life thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Frankenstein-y. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's actually uh, Frankenstein's monsters creators scene. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. The timing had been a little bit better. That would have made a decent Halloween episode just for just for that one scene. It's like pretty much Frankenstein. Um, they mentioned that when Dinobot first met uh, bumps into his clone, they performed the famous mirror scene from the Marx Brothers movie Duck Soup. Yeah. Yes, they yeah. did. Oh, also that's from a Marx Brothers movie. I thought that was from I yeah. Love Lucy. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, they re- replicated it when she was right. uh, working. It was Harpo that that was. I think it was her, Harpo. Right? I yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, but well, I think I think technically that that oh, that whole thing is an old vaudeville routine. Right, right. It's just that I think Duck Soup was the first time it was on film. Mm-hmm. Also, right. seen when Doink the Clown encounters Doink the Clown at WrestleMania Nine. Oh my god, that is an old, old WrestleMania. I had completely forgotten about that. In the parking lot of Caesar's Palace. Yep. Why would there be a mirror in Caesar's Palace? No. <laughs> in, the par- in the middle of the parking lot, why would there be a mirror? It was Lex Luger's mirror where he was admiring himself. Oh yeah, that's right. Although the Dinobot, the Dinobot bit doesn't make any sense because, like... At least in that in that uh, in that bit, at least the way I remember it in Isle of Lucy, like it is sort of like somebody's like on the other side of a door or something that like they think is a 
that they think is a mirror. Like, Dinobot, he's, like, in a hallway. Yeah. <laughs> but that's well, you okay. You never know. I mean, he was stuck in a cave, as we'll come to find out. Maybe they... Maybe they put a mirror up while while he no, was no, gone. No, no, because that scene is that scene is uh, is in the base. Maybe there's some sort of energy shield that he doesn't know about in the base. <laughs> he assumes that there's an energy shield that he doesn't know about in the base. Okay, maybe Sentinel just likes to fuck with the Maximals. <laughs> well, considering what it would say, yeah, yeah. Um, like and- they'll be walking through a doorway and then a door shuts on their heads. <laughs> Where it closes just as they're about to go through it, so they smack their nose into it. The number of times Dinobot's tail has been caught in a door is not even funny at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and the last bit of tri- trivia that I find absolutely horrifying and weird sense of continuity, apparently Clone One's skin will later, later be seen on the wall of Dinobot's room. <laughs> oh my god. god. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, this is every part of the clone. (laughs) Um, But other than that, there is one little interesting bit about uh, it mentions in the Japanese version, which I what was it called? Dinobot ga futari ni, which means two Dinobots. Mm -hmm. uh, Was saying that for comedic effect, the clone Dinobot had a whiny, high pitched voice rather than the same voices of Dinobot. (laughs) <laughs> for some reason, huh. and he also gets the verbal tick wrong, which is another thing that the the Japanese version did. Is that a lot of the Predacons and other characters have verbal ticks, and mm-hmm. so rather than hiss and repeat the noise da, the clone instead wheezes, and then go and then uses day. Uh, <laughs> and they also mentioned in here that he has a, an incredibly distinctive goofy laugh, <laughs> which. But he still, but he like, still fools <laughs> all of the Maximals. Yeah, like in the Japanese one, they well. Wait a second, I think I remember hearing like talk about how Beast Wars was like turned into a comedy series in Japan. Yeah, there's a lot more like comedic things thrown into the. I remember the, that now being a thing. I totally forgot about that until just now. <laughs> yeah, I could see it. Yeah, it definitely happened. It made it a lot more silly. Yeah. Yeah. It's surprising when you can do a dialogue these days. Change <laughs> the whole Samurai nature of the show. Cats. Yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> I love that show. Oh my God. So, so well, yes. Eric, you had a very interesting piece of trivia that you brought up uh, before we started uh, the episode, if you want to talk about oh. that. Well, the episode is written by one Roby Gorin if I'm saying that correctly. An Emmy Award winner. He is most famous for work on shows such as the cartoon for Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures, uh, an episode of Captain Planet and the Planeteers, TMNT, uh, and he won the award for... I lost it. Somebody cover (laughs) for me. Quick. (laughs) I was going to say, has Power Rangers ever won an Emmy? Uh, One of the writers for Power Rangers in Season 2 was actually a former soap opera character. (laughs) I did not know that. (laughs) (laughs) See, now you're going to make me have to put in that sound effect, Eric. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, 
I think I was pretty pitch he'll, perfect there. He'll but do it too. Too. <laughs> he'll do it too. He this Greg actually does work on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, let's see. He won that Emmy for writing for Hollywood Squares. I loved Hollywood Squares in the 80s when I was growing up. <laughs> Roby gets the Emmy. There you go. But yeah, that's so yeah, that was some pretty uh, interesting trivia that we got there. So this episode of Beast Wars, of course it would have classic Hollywood routines. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so I guess it was, so Power Rangers was nominated in 1995 for outstanding single camera photo- photography for a daytime Emmy, but it did not win. Huh. Uh, at least that's that's what the IMDb page from uh, Power Rangers says. I'm good at IMDb. Mm. <laughs> so, one more. I mean, because like I mentioned how I remember that it was supposed to be a comedy, I looked it up. And yeah, like, um, the guy who dubbed... Uh, or who was in charge of localization, uh, Yoshi Kazu Iwanami. Um, he was an audiography director whose resume included shows such as the TV Tokyo dubs of Saban's X-Men and the original TMNT um, 80s cartoon. And apparently his signature style of localization and dubbing relies heavily on satirical comedy and ad-libbing, most commonly turning the programs into self-referential, sorry, self-referential parodies of themselves. Hmm. Uh, and in in brackets, appropriate for the case in the Turtles, an awkward fit for X Men. Do you imagine that it's a comedy? But yeah, uh, while the early episodes of Beast Wars were fairly innocuous in their ad libs, as time went on, their inclusion became progressively more intrusive. And by the last third of the series, there was a severe tonal shift. Wow. Now, now in yeah, fairness, like, X Men did have some pretty good goofs. Like when Wolverine was mad at Cyclops. Oh, yeah. They, so he they ripped could... the roof of his jeep <laughs> off. Tin Man, I'm sending you back to Oz. Yeah. In pieces. <laughs> but yeah, like, um, the ad living in Beast Wars primarily consisted of noise, talking for the sake of talking, and reducing atmospheric silence or visual subtlety to a minimum. And like, so that sounds like. The English dub of Digimon, like <laughs> yeah, like yeah. we did, they Digimon this shit. Like I was gonna, we, we did it to each other. Like I never even thought about that. Yeah, like, I, I, that's. I was thinking, I was thinking that's that's definitely reminiscent of some of the uh, the uh, commentary on on the Deke dub of Sailor Moon that they that when they bring it up on uh, yeah, and like Sailor Kids did a lot too, where they would they would add incidental dialogue in there for no reason other than the fill in audio space because they didn't want it to be quiet for a second. And yeah. they did it for Dragon Ball as well. Like yeah. um even the Funimation dub, the music like the music never stops in that dub. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same with a lot of like other kid dubs. So and they even over with scores I really fighting seizure robots. I really want man, <laughs> I really want to see like I would read subtitles for that. Like I'm really, I'm really interested in, in yeah, in in Beast, yeah, Beast Wars and and I mean X Men '92 was like, yeah, uh, that was a very formative show of mine, and I think well, it like, holds up pretty well. The animation isn't the best, but I don't, but still, I think that I show that holds show. up really I totally well. Agree with you. I think it gets it gets a lot of grief um, totally as, as one you. of the shows that doesn't as a show that doesn't hold up well. I think both that and the Spider-Man animated series hold up really well. Maybe not I, next to Batman the animated series, but like yeah, yeah. next to 
other <laughs> things. Right. I think but yeah, like, remember we were talking about that, like, how apparently Rat Trap was, like, talking, like, adding extra lines in yeah. behind Terror so in one episode. Like, it all makes sense now. Like, oh, crazy. I, I love it. <laughs> and another time I remember reading about it, but uh, it probably was a detriment, was that that scene when they were with the auto guns, if you remember, with Tarantulas and Scorponok. Yes. Yeah. Where basically it was, you know, like a great, a great silent moment. But mm. in the Japanese one, they did not stop talking. Oh, man. That sounds like it ruined it in that case. Yeah. 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 Oh, my. Okay, now trivia's over, I think. Yeah, trivia's <laughs> over. We got to get to this episode. <laughs> so this episode, we uh, we open up in the, the dark side. It's rather dark and sort of eerie looking as was alluded to earlier and we've got Megatron uh, ordering nucleate the thermal coils and then we have, <laughs> that sounds so yeah. dumb yeah <laughs> and then Scorponok is like not not so much repeating what he's saying but he you know he responds every time an order is given so nucleate. Megatron yeah and then there's activate mutator beams and then he responds with activating uh, boost particle ionator to triple capacity. I like how he uses his stinger to do that. I was gonna say, if you yeah. can boost it to yeah, triple capacity, I think you might be – what your definition of capacity might be a little bit off. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. The science in this, uh, in, this, uh, in this show might not be perfect. Yeah. It, it sounds no. like you're not giving 110%. <laughs> no, I'm okay with giving 110%, not 300%. <laughs> um, then Megatron orders to increase chamber pressure, and then for some reason, when he asks for that, then Scorponok's like, the circuits, they're overloading. Well, yeah, because you just put them back with triple capacity, and then they and then and then increase the pressure. That's like probably went to like three point five times capacity. Yeah, this is not this is reckless, Megatron. Looks like a pressure cooker. Maybe they were just going to make a big meal. That's what I thought too. It looked like a big pressure cooker. But then, as you're looking inside it and the effects, you can see like Dinobot's hand and his head sort of spinning around. And I mean, they did make a big meal. Yeah. <laughs> later on. Spoilers. <laughs> we have spoiled the shit out of this episode already. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, I, I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm hinting. I'm not. I'm should, not giving it away. People should watch the episode before listening to a, a our podcast. Like, and if you have to choose between our podcast and the episode, you should usually probably just watch the episode. That's, I mean, I mean don't that's say kinda, that. Yeah, yeah. I'm just. How else would they know that this was written by an Emmy Award winner? Okay, so listen to the trivia part and then watch the episode. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> so yes, we uh, we get to the the top of the pressure cooker slash cloning machine as we come to find out pops open, and uh, we have a clone per se of Dinobot that is still that rises up out of the machine and Megatron's like success yes and he goes on to uh, to say that it's a perfect clone of Dinobot except for it can't transform 
if you look, if you watch it, like the eyes of the Dinobot clone are white at first, and then yes. and then at one point his his pupil rolls in rolls into the into place, which is kind of a neat I, like creepy detail. Yeah, I yeah. never saw the pupil roll into place. I actually thought that the eyes were. I noticed the eyes being all white. I thought that mm-hmm. that yeah. was going to be like a way that you could tell the two apart, but I was wrong. No, nope. yep, they do roll in eventually. Yeah. Yeah, Megatron speaks for a little bit. Uh, he Megatron sort of uh, alludes to all they needed was a speck of that traitor's DNA. And, of course, Scorfonk's then like, uh, but what do we need him for? And Megatron starts going into his plan, uh, speaking about how it will give them an unfair advantage by infiltrating the maximal base and shutting down their defense grid. I like how Scorponok sounded really jealous there. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, oh, I didn't so watch funny. the previous episode. Do we know where we got this DNA, or is it just up to our imagination? Pretty much imagination at this point. Alright, they found a gym sock. Go on. Yeah. Oh Mind you, there's enough body parts that are probably scattered around everywhere that they were probably able to find something of his. <laughs> Actually, Dinobot has never died. No, he's never died, but he's been shot enough times. Yeah. If he broke his spine like two episodes he ago. also did live yeah, on that, that ship yeah they just had to get some well wait wait it was only when they crash landed that he was a raptor so hmm that ship did still make him hmm. like that ship did still make him I think they probably have his DNA on file somewhere that's true too that would make the most sense I think but then where's a spec coming in from look I, okay look like okay i was trying to say in victory they shoot they shoot out his spine there's probably pieces of like bone lying around and like bits mm-hmm. of raptor because even in robot form he has like bits of raptor on him yeah so like they could have just picked it up from any one yeah. of the battles especially especially that one though yeah probably like <laughs> bits of kibble see i was able to work something yes. in from the last episode <laughs> Although, although, did, did anybody else also wonder like why he would use Dinobots' treacherous DNA and not expect it to be betrayed? Yeah, mm-hmm. but he wasn't. So I mean, well, the only it? reason that Dinobot betrayed Megatron in the first place is that Megatron was an idiot, and so as, <laughs> as so as long so if he just makes if he just makes a makes a Dinobot. And doesn't make any obvious mistakes for the twenty minutes that di- that this clone has to has to do his one job. Then Dinobot's probably going to still remain loyal to him. And, and and we see that he's got an obviously different personality to Dinobot. Oh, yeah. See, yeah. Megatron oh, yeah, yeah. thought ahead. He made sure that he was the first thing that Clone One saw, <laughs> so he was imprinted as Clone One's mother. <laughs> nice. There you go. That explains it all. So we we get Scorponok uh sort of he wa- he sort of waves his claw in front of the clone's face and he says, You certain this zombie bot can pull it off? And then this is where the clone actually sort of comes to life. I'm trying to remember, does he try and bite the claw or does he just sort of react? He kinda snaps, snaps at, at him. him. Yeah. I don't know if he is trying to bite the claw specifically, but he definitely snaps. Yeah. Yeah, and he and and the clone retorts with, "Not only will I pull it off, I'll chew it up and spit it out." So we definitely know he's a clone. Yeah, and actually, it's funny too because of the way that this episode ends. It almost sort of foreshadows what happens. 
See, we can tell that this is written by an Emmy winner. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Just, just watch it go all Spider-Man clone saga where it's like, is he really a clone? Or is he, uh, or is he the original he or what? Uh, although Dinobot doesn't spit it out, he flicks it out. <laughs> but yeah, so Megatron uh, is, seems rather impressed with the clone. And he alludes to Pterosaur having a job to eliminate the real Dinobot. And then he, which I thought, like really, Pterosaur, like yeah, he's strangely competent in this scene, but like usually he sucks. Yeah, then they would have sent like someone a little bit better, but apparently he does it. Well, so I'm going to come to Megatron's defense here. I'm not usually Megatron, the biggest Megatron defender, but actually this plan is actually not the biggest, most terrible because all he has to do. Except, well, until Megatron does make one dumb move, um, but mm-hmm. uh, but uh, all yeah, all that has to happen is they need to they need to incapacitate Dinobot for twenty minutes for this guy to, and I say twenty minutes, but you know, a limited amount of time for for this for this clone to go out and convince the rest of the convince the rest of the Maximals to leave the base for for a minute, and uh, and you know, Jordan dropped the call. Uh oh. Oh no! I don't see him on here. We've lost somebody. Yeah. Uh, Sorry to interrupt you. That was important. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I, I do think, I do think that like the, like using, using um, using Pterosaur to sort of distract Dinobot for a little bit, and then, um, and then, uh, and then, e- and then even sort of some of the spots where it seems like the plan's a little bit thin. I mean, this is just this really feels like a sort of I got this one off idea kind of plan rather than a. Grand scheme. I'm, ju- I'm just saying that every other fight, Terrasaur is locked against Dino. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's all. I'm well, saying. he doesn't need to win. He just needs to keep him busy. That's true. <laughs> I don't know if Megatron states that. Right. Well, at the same time, too, Megatron was probably like, "Well, if Terrasaur doesn't win, at least he keeps him distracted long enough, and I get the plus that Terrasaur gets his ass kicked." Yeah, the other thing is the other thing is, you know, prob- maybe if Taylor Sword had failed, he'd have been like, "Okay, uh Waspinator, your turn." You know, he's got th- it's not like he has to it's not like he has to use this clone of Dinobot today. Like it's not like he's uh the what's what's the thing in the Spider-Man clone saga where they like degradation, like the clones start turning into get all scarred up and yeah, yeah, yeah. murder Dr. Like Octopus. Yes. Uh yeah, like Kane there. Yeah, they'd start to degrade. Yeah, and then they have to go into like stasis and that. But yeah, so yeah, so funnily enough, we we then cut to outside the maximal base, and we have Dinobot in beast form, uh, complaining about being bored of all things. <laughs> he's and alone, he, he, right? Yeah, he's alone, and because he would never complain about being bored when he was around uh, no. the Maximals, he would be. I mean, he might complain about being not super aggressive, but he wouldn't complain about being bored. Yeah, but yeah, he, he's I'm like bored. <laughs> well, I think he, his exact words were "by the inferno, I'm bored." <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, "There's never a Predacon around when you need one," and then immediately after that, he gets shot. He, he fails his perception check too because those guns aren't like silenced. No. He doesn't like notice anything behind him. Yeah, Terrasaur's like talking to himself. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Dinobot, uh, the explosion sort of sends him back. He hits a rock, and uh, he sort of gets a bit excited because now he's got something to do, namely, you know, chasing after a Predacon, trying to kill it. 
Hello? Oh, we got Jordan back. Yeah, yeah that, that was weird. Power flickered, and then the modem shut off. Oh, no. <laughs> but Maybe all... the modem was getting overloaded with the thought of getting eaten. <laughs> <laughs> oh. like, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, is there any bad weather out your way, Jordan? No, that's the thing. Like, I we're not even like. Uh, my dad was upstairs working on. Oh, do we lose Hello. you again, Jordan? Uh oh. Think we're losing Shut him again. Oh, oh sort of cut in and then out. Do so just like frequency. <laughs> like no, come back, come back, NTM. Yeah, I think uh, something's going on with Jordan's internet there. Hmm. Anyway, while Jordan's working on his... Oh, yep, there he goes again. Uh-oh. Good thing we have a guest. <laughs> <laughs> Put me in, coach. <laughs> but yeah, so... Or Jordan. We, yeah, he'll be back. I'm sure he will be. Or at least I hope so. I'll feel bad if he's not, though. Well, we'll go a few minutes and then... Uh, yeah. and, and, I mean, we'll, you know, we usually... Take a take a little break in the middle, so you know yep. he'll he'll probably at some point get a get get things back together. He'll come back, but will it be the original Jordan or a clone? Dun dun dun. He prob- you're right. He probably did get shot by pterosaur. <laughs> <laughs> so we we get a little bit of a battle scene between pterosaur and Dinobot. <clears throat> Dinobot for a guy who has laser beam. This is this sort of annoys me. Ah, hello. He's back again. Yeah, now that time was Skype being like, oh, the things are screwed up and cracked. I Hello. know you're not a clone. Yeah, so to say, are you really Jordan? Uh, I think I am, so yes. <laughs> I, I will say Jordan. Yeah, that's exactly what a clone would say. So that we'll know. Tell me something well, only Jordan would know. Well, okay, I was going to say, like, my friends spent uh, one year of college trying to convince me that I was dead, and eventually they stopped when I told them, well, I don't you know, I'm not. I can't be dead because I don't think I'm dead. And they're like, "Dang it, we can't argue with that logic." <laughs> and so they stopped. Yeah, that works for me. Yeah, even, even though I didn't. Know okay, Jordan, how about this? <laughs> Attack me, and I will judge based on your fighting style whether you're the real Jordan or not. <laughs> well, we've never Have you fought, ever fought Jordan. <laughs> if you're the That's real just what Jordan, a clone what's would your say? credit card number? <laughs> 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 okay so barring technical difficulties um hey, you were saying about the fight i was gonna say that there's this part where like pterosaur practically stays still in the air and he still just, can't hit him it's a really slow turn and it's just like these two lasers in the same place yeah just two like shots and it's like what the fuck dinobot <laughs> he's just not he's not adjusting it's probably really windy pterosaur. out he literally just look at shoot like i don't know you know does he go blind when he shoots eye lasers oh that's a good question i'm not sure he's usually a pretty decent shot (laughs) yeah well i was saying maybe he was just playing with uh pterosaur because he was bored out of his mind and wanted to fight yeah that's true (laughs) sort of like playing with his dinner (laughs) he was a little rich for that but all right (laughs) yeah so pterosaur winds up uh, transforming and running away, and of course Dinobot calls him a coward, 
transforms back into a dinosaur and chases after him. And Pterosaur flies into a, a cave that we've never seen before. And so Dinobot, so you can sort of get the impression that he knows that it's a trap, but he's so bored that maybe he doesn't really care. <laughs> so he transforms again and goes into the cave. And it's... Oh, you okay there, John? Oh, no, that, that was that was actually. me. I thought I muted my oh. microphone. Apparently, apparently I didn't. Sorry. Yeah, I've, I've muted a few of my coughs already. <laughs> well, the thing is, I realized that I had been muting it in the Skype call, but still recording it. This time I, <laughs> muted, I turned my microphone way down. I thought that maybe So it that won't be on the episode, so we'll just ask if people are okay for no reason. <laughs> no, well, no, in this case, I think that one, I don't know whether it'll be on the episode or not. Definitely, there are going to be other times where I'm hacking up a lung, and it's definitely on the recording. So, and we're just ignoring you. And yeah, yeah, just like, yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing I listened through these episodes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we we get Dinobot going in, looking around, and he says, "Where are you, my old comrade?" And he's like, "Come out, and we'll have a nice chat." And then we hear Pterosaur say i have nothing to say except goodbye and coincidentally there's a big giant hole in the top of the cave that he flies up into he comes out transforms and then we see him use his shoulder cannons again for like the first time in a few episodes i think isn't it i think he's using them kind of every now and then yeah but Uh, he winds up shooting his shoulder cannons and it causes like a cave in in the cave And so Pterosaur then radios to Megatron saying, I've taken care of Dinobot. We can proceed to phase two. And so Megatron turns to the clone and says, it's time for you to do your worst. Go. Yes, and because this- Dinobot is dead. Yeah. Do you think this Apparently. counts as a Dinobot death? Should I put that in the death tally? I don't think we should count when, when they think they've killed him as an actual <clears throat> death count. Well, no, because no, because that other no, that's how it always is. If they think the person's dead, because yeah. they aren't actually dead, that's the joke. Uh, but he's just so obviously not dead. Yeah, yeah. like get to think, the part where like Megatron pets Dinobot. Yeah, he does. <laughs> so, like, what a good little raptor. Yeah, I, I, I got, I used this photo for like a questions post one time, and I had no idea the context of it, and I was wondering if like. It was an episode where maybe Megatron was trying to like coax him back to the, to the Predacons, but nope, <laughs> it's just a silly clone thing. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> reinforcing that maternal instinct he has with his <laughs> clone. Exactly. <laughs> Got to keep that imprint imprint uh, strong. Yep. Physical. He contact. lets Clone One sleep with an article of his clothing to get his scent. Aww. <laughs> So like, I don't think Clone One ever sleeps. He doesn't live very long. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) It's the most pitiful existence. You don't even get to experience a nap. (laughs) Do you think that? Do you think that Clone One has memories imprinted, like fake memories? Well, it seems to have knowledge of some things, but I think the better question is: Does Clone Dinobot dream of Clone Sheep? I was going to say probably, I know that was my bad joke for the episode so soon. <laughs> uh, I was going to say probably not because there isn't a uh, maximal sheep oh yeah that's right damn it there goes my joke <laughs> so 
we we cut back to the inside of the Axelon, and we've got Optimus inside the ship working on the center console. And I almost wondered for a second if maybe they had broken Sentinel again, because that's the same console that had been broken when Dinobot caused all the ruckus a few episodes ago. To be fair, there's only one console. So. Yeah. That is mobile for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like that table can be hooked <laughs> into place and unhooked out of place. Yeah. So maybe they've got like three or four of them in, in the in the back, and whenever one gets beat up, they just bring out a new table. <clears throat> maybe they just use Microsoft Surface. <laughs> that was a, a better joke than sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> that was a better joke than mine. Damn it. I'm the I'm a host of the show and I'm getting upstaged. Well, that's because you have responsibilities and concerns. Yeah, true. <laughs> if I bomb, I'm not going to be here next week. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, we we get the the clone uh coming into the ship, and I can't help but wonder cuz like Sentinel has sensors, as we'll find out later. Why was it not picked up that there's no energy signature from him? Maybe Sentinel's bored too. Um, well, I we, think we like surmised on like an other episode that like maybe it's programmed not to kill random animals because like oh yeah that's right. So maybe it, it like it, it picked up Dinobot as a random animal because clone clone one is a random animal because he's like he's not a Maximal or a Predacon really he's just a weird sentient raptor thing. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I, I suppose got the sense. so. I got At least sense I would that make it doesn't just by default somewhat sense, I guess. Oh, I'm muted. But uh, it's, the only, so it's the only thing that makes sense because I mean, like you yeah. said, he scans them later, and it's like you're not Dinobot. <laughs> There's no maximal signal. Yeah. Uh uh uh. Yeah, you but it like specific, it like specifically <laughs> scans him. I don't think it. I don't think it. Uh, it. Um. I, I. I think. I don't think it like is constantly scanning everybody in the whole thing. Like it doesn't even scan That's him true. until after he is given the wrong password. But I think yeah. it scans like incoming things because like otherwise it's not a very good defense network. What I'm saying is he doesn't have a Predacon or a Maximal signature. Right. Right. So it's like yeah. Yeah. That's true. And so they can't they have the security system going every single time a bird happens to fly into the ship. I yeah. suppose. <laughs> so what? What the Predacons need to do is like just tie an explosive to a little uh, like rat or something. Yes. Until there's che- until <laughs> there's cheese in the ship. <laughs> why? Why doesn't that actually that actually messes the the internal logic of the show up? Why don't they give him a maximal signature? Like obviously you can do that. You know, you just Rat Trap just has to wave his hand over his arm and he becomes a predator. Because he's, he's and... not robot enough. He's not robot enough. I, so he's, I'm guessing. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they only had the DNA. They needed which the DNA, which also doesn't make any sense. But no. <laughs> don't question it. Okay. Yeah, I... we're too far <laughs> in. Excuse me. Do you have an Emmy? <laughs> <laughs> Good point, Eric. Good point. So the the clone comes in. Uh, out of breath and gets Optimus's attention saying the Predacons they're mounting a full scale assault and Optimus is like from where and we get this pause it's almost like <laughs> Dinobot was trying to think of where it was and he's like Grid Omega 
And then they bring it up, and obviously there's nothing showing he's on like, there. He's like, I don't think this Dinobot thought very far ahead in this. No, in this no he's scene. not he's a like, very. He's not very good at that. Oh, what you wanted yeah. to know where I think they are? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So Optimus has Rattrap literally come up from the center of the console. I love the idea that he's, he's just chilling the there. Yeah, yeah, he was just chilling inside the table. <laughs> sort of like what, sort of like a cat with a coffee table. They find like a little <laughs> spot and they just sort of snuggle in there. But uh, so Rantrop comes up and Optimus has him check the grid. And essentially, what he does is he just zooms in with the scanner and says, uh, "Peaceful is in our chamber." And he's like, "Looks like old Chopper Face is seeing things." <laughs> and then the clone's I, like, "No, they're there. I tell you." I like how I like how they don't ask him why he thinks they're there at all yeah. in this scene. Mm-hmm. But then we do get Optimus saying, well, they could be using some kind of stealth device, which I mean, makes sense because in Victory, there was a device that was masking their energy signatures that, uh, you know, that hid them <laughs> from the, the Maximals. So it would make sense. One bit of animation I do like in this episode is, is like Dinobot wildly gesticulating while talking to <laughs> yeah. Optimus. Yeah. yeah. Did you notice like when he was when primal was like uh maybe they have a self like that he kind of like dino the clone kind of snuck up behind him i seriously thought he was gonna like hit him from behind or something mm-hmm. like it's like oh no my plan's falling apart Thunk. yeah i kind of had that same feeling there's a part where like he's like he's he's got his raptor hands and like fists and he's like shaking them up and down at the same time and i want i want someone to make a gif of that I like repeating. <laughs> I'm just like shaking his face up and down. <laughs> if I can do a video capture of it for you, John, I'll see what I can do. I, I would be very thankful. <laughs> <laughs> so Optimus uh, makes note that Rhinox and Cheater are close by to that sector. And he says, I'll have them move, move in. And then Dinobot comes back. You and Dra- Rattrap, or no, Optimus is like, uh, you and Rattrap go back to where you saw them. And get a fix on their position. And Dinobot's like, but there's no time. If you don't stop them now, they'll overrun the base. You must lead a counterattack at once. Which I could see the real Dinobot doing that. Yeah. But it just seemed a little too ham-fisted. The way he was delivering it is different. Like, yeah. the real Dinobot would be like kind of sound like annoyed. Yeah. This one sounds desperate, like yeah. right. And also, yeah. the, also, the, I mean, the real Dinobot would be the first one out. He wouldn't be like, "You guys got to go. I'll stay here." Yeah, Dinobot would never say that. Yeah, which is a good. I mean, like props to like uh, Scott McNeil. Like you know, he's playing the same character, mm-hmm. but like he's clearly like, he's doing the same voice, but he's clearly doing two different characters, and it's kind of. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. some slight intonation differences, I would say. Yeah. But uh, so we get to Optimus saying, "Well, Sentinel can handle the Predacons if they try showing up at the ship." And he said, "And there's no reason to fight a battle we can avoid. So you two get moving." And then the clone's like, "But, but," and he's like, "That's an order." <laughs> so, and Rat Trap's already in the elevator, which is kind of surprising for Rat Trap because you know. Him questioning orders is normally a thing, but yeah, but Rat Trap doesn't think there's anything out there. Yeah, so yeah, because him wanting like, to prove right, uh, uh, Dinobot wrong is also a thing. That's that's very true. I think they could have just renamed this episode "Everyone's Bored." 
<laughs> so we we wind up cutting to uh, this sort of rocky area. Uh, it's got some lava flowing, as we come to find out. And we zoom in through the scanner to do it. Yes. Yeah, we zoom in. Yeah, there was a cool little transition that they had yeah. where it sort of zoomed into the scanner and then they're there. But uh, Rat Trap is, is asking where the Predacons are. And he sort of makes a comment that it's quiet as an oiled bearing out here. And so the clone says they should be right over that ridge. And you would think at this point that Rat Trap would... <laughs> He'd be like, just something would be out of place because, you know, he's interacted with Dinobots so many times because he winds up transforming. And, of course, the clone can't. And he's like, well, what are you waiting for, micro brain? Settle. And this was a pretty cool line. He's like, settle into the metal. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I think that the, they come I up with things the, like that. The, the idea of of clone one not being able to transform is such a weird like it's i mean i i not that it's a bad like it actually ha- they take advantage of it a couple of times to make it to have interesting plot developments but like it's such a weird thing mm-hmm. like i mean i guess i guess what it does is it says you know this this is this this MacGuffin-y thing or whatever you you know whatever you it's not really a MacGuffin, but like this this strategy only works for this specific situation. You know, it's not like Megatron can make a whole clone army of... I mean, I guess he could make a whole clone army of Dinobots, but um, but like of... Of Raptors. Know, yeah, yeah, of Raptors, He could possibly yeah. make a whole clone army of Raptors yeah, if he had but, time. But at the same time, it's not like he could... It's not like he could have a bunch of reinforcements of of more Predacons, you know, taking... He also yeah. wouldn't be able to do it again because, like... Now they know that the clones can't transform, so it's pretty easy to be like, I'm a little suspicious. Can you transform for me? Right. And they'd be like, ah. Yeah. Right. You know, like, I thought that was going to lead to a scene where they're like, which Dinobot's the real Dinobot? And then he transforms, and are like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there really wasn't a which Dinobot's the real Dinobot scene in this whole episode, which I, th- I think that actually speaks to the good writing of it, if they didn't <laughs> lean on that trope. Yeah. It would have been pretty funny, though. <laughs> It would have been kind of funny if if they had it touched on it at some point, but I still like the fact that was one thing I realized in the episode. I'm like, oh, they didn't go with that trope like they normally do with these sorts of things. So I was kind of pleasantly surprised by it. Yeah. And I thought they handled it really well, not having it in there. Does the mirror spot count? <laughs> well, well, that's the kind of thing. I think it's like more of that's more of a classic, and like we mentioned before, like vaudeville thing, which. Not a lot of people would like not in a kids show, you know. Like yeah. in the nineties, they would get that. Not and um, uh, I don't know because that so, episode of I Love Lucy was on Nick and Night quite a bit in the nineties. Yeah, so I mean, so people not, watched a lot of I Love Lucy in the nineties. I don't know if you, I don't know if you guys remember. Yeah, but but well, I but it was a, it was a, a that was a Knight. reference. It wasn't trying to be you know it wasn't trying to be original. It was paying yeah. homage. Yeah. I, so, I didn't get Nick and Knight where I'm at, so... Yeah, same here, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, you missed out on a lot. Oh, so we that's, did miss out on a lot. That's why they did it in Canada, because they were like, nobody's seen I Love Lucy in, like, 50 years. We'll do this bit. And they're, they're a Canadian <laughs> company, so... Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. <laughs> I mean, I had a hard time making it through uh, 
Oh shit! What was the uh, the Midnight Society? Are you afraid of the dark? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Turns she out was awesome. I was afraid of the dark. Ah. <laughs> uh. Well, I love yeah, Lucy. You could, watch it on, you could watch it like cat, you know, other nights, like earlier. Because hmm. Are You Afraid of the Dark was on at night. Oh, that was Snick, wasn't it? Yeah, that was on uh, Snick. Uh, yeah, Snick. so. Oh, okay. Actually, though, although, yeah, I think I Love Lucy was usually on like right right after Snick. But Are You Afraid of the Dark was Canadian as well. So. Yeah. Damn. Well, yeah, because it's anyway. dark most of the year up there, so. <laughs> anyway, getting yeah, back to our episode. Yes, back on track. <laughs> um, so, after Rattrap is asking Dinobot why, or the clone rather, why he hasn't transformed, he actually has a pretty smart moment here where he reminds Rattrap that Optimus said to to get a fix on their location, not engage in battle. And we and can do Rattrap that better. Then said, wait a minute, the real Dinobot would never say that. <laughs> Sadly, no. So we actually get Rat Trap transforming back into his rat form. So, and that was actually somewhat convincing. I thought. Well, I mean, because um, no one, no one thinks like this is a clone. Like no one, yeah. you would not jump to that. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I, I agree. Mm. Yeah, better stay in beast mode so we can blend in with the rest of the no animals anywhere close <laughs> to us. <laughs> Nothing like a small so you can a run, giant run into rat. The, the rest of three foot, yeah, the three, three foot long rats and the. And the extinct dinosaurs. <laughs> Raptors and rats. Nature's friends. Yep. <laughs> they have a symbiotic relationship. Like, um, <laughs> those birds you pick out stuff out of hippos' teeth and shit. Or like, or like, or like, or like rats, and and rats and apes and, and rhinoceros that ride each other. Yeah. Common. <laughs> or flying gorillas. <laughs> <laughs> so... The, the scene uh, moves to this sort of chasm with a, a log ridge stretched across it. And Dinobot sort of, he's like, oh, it's over there. And he offers for Rattrap to go first across the bridge. And Rattrap, of course, at that point, is like, whoa, man, talk about your inferno. And he's looking down. And sure enough, there's a river of lava that's flowing underneath them. Because you need a river of lava and anytime that there's a wooden bridge it's either that or a raging river or like an abyss yeah so just as rat trap is like maybe a third of the way across the log the clone starts kicking the log off of the the cliff and rat trap's like whoa what are you doing and the clone's like i would i should think it would be obvious even to a vermin like you so at least the clone's smart enough to know to call rat trap vermin just like <laughs> Real Dinobot does. Mm-hmm. So, Dinobot says, "I have the high ground." <laughs> <laughs> so we we get uh, the log falling and rat traps clutched to it, and and it uh, manages to crash and still remain intact. It's just sort of even closer to the lava now. Yeah, like He's it's like, lodged you know. on a couple of ledges between the two sides of the chasm. <laughs> and he makes a joke of, oh man, just knew I smelled a rat and it wasn't even me. <laughs> it's like, I really, just wait till I. I really like the way they handled this this bit because, again, the push the guy off the cliff and it, you're not sure whether he's going to live or die uh, is, a, is a, a trope that happens all the time. I like that they kind of 
rather than just have him be assumed dead off camera, they sort of mm-hmm. cut back to him and follow him a few times, you know, trying to navigate the the uh, the lava. Yeah, which which is great because then we get another surfing rat scene. Yes, I, I made a note of that. I'm like, oh, another surfing rat scene. I thought the same thing. It's like second time I had a surfing rat. And yeah. I like how the show is con- like, realistic enough that the, the log just being near to the lava is going to catch fire because that makes sense in real life. But yeah. you can be right next to the lava and be fine. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I guess being a maximal uh, organic parts are much much more hate resistant than normal yes <laughs> yeah and i think that's i think that's that's a reasonable assumption yeah it's even He's a part where like when he first when he, proportionate sorry. strength of a rat when he first lands on the rock and he um kind of like lands face first and his butt's in the air and then he like <laughs> and then he falls the rest of his body like like un unbends and falls in the tail should have gone in the lava how yeah. close he is yeah. to it but like whatever, <laughs> I'm just nitpicking. <laughs> well, no, like I was kind of surprised. At, well, to me at first, I was on when he smells the smoke. I thought, oh, geez, maybe his tail caught on fire. I was like, <laughs> I was sort of expecting it, and it's like, oh no, it's the log. I was uh, hoping for him to hop on it like uh, Rizzo the rat does in um, a Muppet's Christmas Carol. Oh god, <laughs> not quite. Not quite. So, we, we yeah, we get a, a surfing rat scene of Rat Trap on this rock that's flowing down this lava river. And we cut back no to... No surf music this time, though. No, there wasn't. Would have been cool if they had to put it in again. <laughs> Would have been like, Return of the Surfing Rat. <laughs> had to use that motion capture software they still had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, we cut back to the Axelon, and Optimus... Well, no, we cut back to the cave first before the action. Oh, yes, that's right. There's a scene, scene of the cave first yeah. and then. For some reason, I had it out of order. I thought the cave was afterwards. But, yeah, <laughs> you're right. We do get the cave, and we see all the rocks in there. And all of a sudden, Dinobot's sword pokes up from the rocks and then knocks some out of the way. And then he manages to get himself free from, like, the waist up and is sort of grumbling. And the camera zooms in on him as he's looking around. And then we cut to the Axelon. And Optimus uh, is is in contact with Cheetor, and Cheetor's like, we scoped out Grid Omega. No sign of the Preds or anything else. And Optimus is like, whoa, that's odd. Rat Trap and Dinobot should be there by now. He's like, and uh, then they have them continue checking it. But then Dinobot turns, or Optimus turns around, rather, and we get the clone showing back up again, or at least we assume it's a clone. Uh, looking all injured, it's like Optimus, and it was at that point that I knew it was the clone because of how exaggerated he's being with his acting. <laughs> so like I'll tell you, Dino acting. I'll tell you when I knew it was the clone. <laughs> it was when he said that Rat Trap was trapped and not dead. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't yeah. even think for I, I didn't even think for a second that it wasn't it wasn't the clone. I'm like, oh my god, well, I yeah. didn't even well, yeah. it didn't even like come into my head how it could not be. The clone, but yeah, I yeah, I'm I'm, kinda see, I, I can kind of see how you might think that because it just showed Dinobot getting free, and then mm. yeah, yeah. I, I guess I guess what I should have said, the way I should have phrased it is, Optimus should have known it wasn't Dinobot when he said Rat Trap was trapped and not dead. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, or lost. Yeah, he was lost. 
Or at least on office, but like, wow, I trap, you're like strangely optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, the clone says, oh, we were ambushed and Megatron is using a stealth device just to sort of throw things off a bit. And he's, it's sort of like he plays to Optimus's suspicions. Yeah, exactly what he's doing. And it says, just as you suspected. And then we get uh, Optimus asking where Rattrap is. And he's like, trapped. You must leave at once if you're to save him. And then he gives coordinates 396. And of course, Optimus being the big softy that he is, offers to put Dinobot into the air chamber first. And he's like, there's no time. I can make it. You go. And so we get Optimus smartly putting Sentinel on automatic before he leaves. And he says, when you've repaired yourself, take over the scanners and comlinks. And so as Optimus leaves, Dinobot says, fool. But then the shield comes online. <laughs> Optimus is like, what was that? He says that after he gives him the fun- thumbs up as he goes down yeah. the elevator. I was kind of expecting Optimus's faceplate to drop down again, but it never did. I was kind of disappointed in that. But, so... As Optimus leaves, the clone goes to the console. He's like, now what was it Megatron said to do? And he's like, oh, yes. <laughs> and and then Sentinel, he starts pressing buttons, and Sentinel is like, please enter deactivation code. And he's like, deactivation code? Megatron said nothing about that. <laughs> I'm like, how would he not? Yeah. It's like, Megatron never told me they'd have basic security. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, he doesn't know how exactly Central works inside. So yeah. maybe he just, he just figured it was an outside source. All he had to do was go inside and just pull the switch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, to be this fair, is he is a baby. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we, we get a scene of Dinobot, of the clone, rather, uh, punching in random buttons. I love he's like, this. Like, oh, he's like, oh, out. that should do it. And right after that, it's like, he gets a, a zap from the console. It's like, code incorrect. Now, does it do, does he enter it twice and then it scams him? Or does is it just the one time and then it scams him? I couldn't remember. I think it, well, it, he does it once. I mean, it's like, you enter a bad, you enter the bad code in, we're going to scan you to make sure who you are. And then it's like, okay, you're, you're, Dinobot, but you don't have any maximal signs, and then he does it again. Yeah, yeah. I think and the idea, oh, yeah, the the idea is that up. if it was him, like it's like it's like you can punch in your password, and if and if your password doesn't work, then it can scan your fingerprint. Yeah. Um. And, yeah. I another. This is another like trope that they didn't. Uh. That they that they didn't like do the same way that you normally would, because normally they'd be like, okay. A uh, password, okay. Uh, P R I M E. It's wrong. And, you know, uh, uh, let's see. Um, R. Uh, okay. What was the? What's Rhinox's birthday? P A S S W R O R D. Oh, hey, that worked. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I want to say like. Before this scene, I was like, kind of like, the episode, I was just like, eh, it's an episode. I mean, this, I was kind of like lukewarm on it. And then as soon as he gets like shocked by it, I'm like, eh, eh, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the first time it just shocks his arm, but later on, yeah. that's. <laughs> uh, yeah, this, this, I started getting to like it more 
after the slapstick shit happens. You know, John, yeah, you funny. mentioned you mentioned that Dinobot failed his perception check earlier. This feels very I, much like a D and D puzzle. This, yeah. this scene, he punches the code, <laughs> and it's the wrong code, so he gets zapped. That feels like something that would happen in D and D. You take one D four lightning damage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you so, yeah. a crit though, because it knocks him far. Yeah, <laughs> first, the first one didn't do too much, did it? I don't remember. No, not too much. It sort of zapped him, and then the second time he tries it, it doesn't work. Well, it says it detects him as as Dinobot Beast Mode, and he's like, "Yes, yes, I'm Dinobot, and I order you to deactivate." And that's when we we get the scene where it says "unable to comply," and then we get that text near the bottom, which I'm assuming is where it says, "Who is oh, this scaly thing?" And fuck you. <laughs> and then Merv Griffin. And see, and this next one is 1d6 lightning damage. Right. Ah, right. And it it yep. throws him back a bit. And, he, and once he's thrown back, he's like, Megatron said this would be easy. And then we wind up cutting back to the uh, the Chasm. We've got Cheetor there. And Optimus uh, lands and transforms back into his gorilla mode. And he asks if there's any sign of a rat trap and or the Predacons. And Cheetor's like, no sign of Preds, but I picked up Rat Trap's scent a few minutes ago. But it ends here. And then they look down into the lava. He's like, you don't think he... Thomas <laughs> is like, let's hope not. He's like, rat traps are pain in the circuits, but I'd hate to lose them. <laughs> so he's like, we better keep searching. <laughs> and so we cut back to rat trap, who's still surfing on the lava. And then he realizes that there's a lava waterfall. <laughs> he's like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> and so he manages to transform... And he literally does like a hopping, almost like a ninja-esque like hop from one rock to another as it's falling to try and keep himself up. And he manages to finally grab onto the side of, of the cliff. And there might is not it? be surfing music, but there is some sick guitar riffs going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh boy, I was almost a deep fried rap. He's like, looks like old Rat Trap found himself a mouse hole. <laughs> So he manages to, to climb up, and there's this giant rock. <laughs> and so he's like, well, it's time to blow this joint. And this is, of course, where we get him pulling out one of his, his uh, demolition charges. And he just sort of absently tosses it under the rock. It's like, you would think that he would have you know, wanted to make sure that it was precisely placed so that nah. you know, it didn't fling him <laughs> back into the lava. Or like into the wall <laughs> and it crushes him. He or just makes make it sure look this, easy. He knows where he knows exactly where it's going to land. Make sure this rock could withstand a grenade. Yeah, I wanted to say in the in the in the scene where he's jumping from rock to rock in the lava, it, it reminds me so much of like one of those two D platformers where like the platforms are slowly like falling and you're trying to like jump get ahead of yeah, it. Exactly. I was gonna say I'm pretty sure there were scenes in Advent Children inspired by this episode of Beast Wars. <laughs> <laughs> the children were too, way too hardcore with it. Although I, I kind of enjoy that movie just for the visual effects, but yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> hey, up your physics, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so Brad Trap climbs on to the rock. The explosion goes off, and you see him go flying up. Then we cut back to Cheetor and Optimus who hear the explosion. And like, what was that? And they run over, and there's Rat Trap. He's sort of gathering himself a bit. And they're like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I will be as soon as I get my hands on that stinking Dinobot. He's like, you know that bullhead tried to scrap me? Um, 
He but said, then Cheater's like, bread, always a bread, right? Yes, he does say that again. You're fucking racist. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny though because uh, Rattrap's like, once I get my hands on him, and Cheetor's like, well, he's the one who told us that you were down here. He's like, yeah, well, he's like, and that's when he says, once a pred, always a pred. And he then he asked, well, where is he? And I was just like, I left him back at the base. (laughs) (laughs) And then we get Rattrap saying Optimus's line of, well, that's just prime. Yeah. I feel like Rattrap says that a fair amount of times. I think he does say it every once in a while there, yeah. I think he also says it to Needle uh, Optimus. Right, right. Yeah. (laughs) Especially like, oh, great, you left the Pred in the base alone. That just tried to kill me. Yep. So we we cut back to the ship, and we've got the real Dinobot in his beast mode uh, showing up, and he orders the sh- Sentinel to stand down, and of course it it works for him. So the he's shield got a deact- maximal signature. Yep. And of course the clone inside, once the shield goes down, he's like, "Ha ha! I've done it!" And then he radios. The password is is the White Lady Tiger. <laughs> it kind of looks like he's like he's kind of like reaching he was on the ground still and he like kind of was reaching on the platform and then he kind of gets up as it activates he's like oh yeah I did it I guess this random <laughs> shit that I entered worked yeah <laughs> so he's apparently the, actually laughing apparently while the clone isn't able to transform it still somehow has a radio comm link that it turns on and talks to Megatron saying that phase three is complete. Well, uh, he could be just using the ship's comms somehow on a separate line. I mean, it's not like those are locked out. I suppose so. And he I, thinks the base is his now, so it doesn't really matter if. He, I think. I think he, you could still. I mean, because he's obviously not literally a a a raptor because he can talk and and everything. I think that he's probably got some robot parts in him, and I mean a. A, installing a comm link is not, you know, that's you can. There's a, there's a, there's a big, there's a little bit of a jump between ha- being able to have a comm link in you and being able to turn into a robot. Yeah, like point. I suppose so. Could have, like I said, he has a Bluetooth earpiece. You guys just don't see it. <laughs> I mean, that's so, basically. I mean, that's basically what I'm saying. Is like he has a comm. I mean, you know, it's not that hard to make a comm link. Yeah. So they. Uh, Megatron answers uh, and he asks where the Maximals are and Dinobot alludes to they're off on a wild vermin chase. His little thing was tongue after that too. Yes. <laughs> and then he says the base is yours for the taking and of course then Megatron's like excellent yes I'll be there shortly. So at, right <laughs> after he gets off the, the calm with Megatron he turns around and that's when the real Dinobot is walking down the hall, and we get that scene that uh, doing air quotes here the mirror scene. And we get this, it's kind of funny because at one point, like the real Dinobot turns his head almost all the way around looking behind <laughs> him, and the other one just looking at him like, You stupid idiot. <laughs> so, just as um, because this sequence goes on for like I'd say like a good 10, 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the clone snaps at Dinobot, trying to like almost bite his face. And Dinobot's like, 
what in the inferno are you? And the clone's like, what you might have been had you not betrayed Megatron. And then Dinobot transforms, and the clone goes, oh, no. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) And then Dinobot's like, well, what are you waiting for him? Transform so I can finish you with honor. And the clone's like sort of resigned. He's like, I I can't. And then Dinobot, because apparently clones are common. He's like, of course, you're nothing but a clone. He's like, well, far be it from me to fight an inferior foe. And so he trained every week. (laughs) (laughs) So he transforms back. And I thought that this was funny because as soon as like the instant that he goes back into his raptor form, the clone smacks him into the like through the glass pane of the elevator. (laughs) It's like, that's good timing. It's like, how come nobody else ever does that? Has there ever been an instance where a stronger opponent grabbed on to Dinobot's spinning shieldy thingy and it made Dinobot start spinning? <laughs> I don't think that's ever happened. I don't think it has, unfortunately, um, but it'd be hilarious if it did. Well, the thing I is, do- uh, the only person who's stronger than Dinobot doesn't have hands, so that's yeah. Megatron. At least not in battle. He apparently walks around his base because he doesn't in this episode too. Walks around with it not ha- without his uh, without his pincher tail thing, just hanging around <laughs> with his left hand uh, completely uh, open, so he can't ever transform. I guess because he won't have a tail. Did you notice that he has four fingers on his hand? I did not. Yeah, he's got four fingers. He has his his like pincer thing holstered somewhere. I don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I don't know. I, I mean, I understand that, that you know, they're not, it's not conservation of mass. Like, they're not, in the show, they're, it's, they're not the toys. So they don't have to completely, this bends this way and this goes that way. Like, there is some mutation metamorphosis involved. It's just like, that kind of specifically bugs me for some reason. Mm-hmm. I was going to point out, did you notice how freaking strong that his tail is? Yeah. Because like, you have to think that the the real Dinobot's pretty heavy. Yeah, and he with just the tail, he just smacks him into the elevator like that. Yeah, and then it's also prehensile because later on in the fight. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. that's true. He drops a chair out. and throws it at him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then why he does a Dino... little victory fist pump afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Makes you wonder why Dinobot doesn't fight like this all the time. Yeah. Well, Dinobot us- doesn't usually fight in beast mode, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He just shoots. I mean, laser most eyes. of them don't. Yeah. yeah. It was like one episode where they had to all fight each other in beast mode. That was like the second episode, I think. Uh, other than that, yeah. <coughs> they were Excuse like, me. "See, the this episode- Energon plot device works." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we we get a uh, bit of an extended fight where where the clone is throwing chairs at Dinobot. Dinobot has jumped up onto the table. This and is pretty vaudeville slapsticky fight. Yeah. yeah. Like they really need one more cloned and just go full three stooges with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I like that the clone is just throwing things at him. They're not even they're he's not even like it's not like it's a fight fight. The clone is just like trashing the maximal base. This is like I was yeah. like this is this is what usually happens in the Predacon base. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
He well, not, somehow not, not knows as bad as to, that though. He somehow has the knowledge to press the button to lower the periscope on top of Dinobot's head. <laughs> I like to think he did that by accident. Yeah, me too. Because it was just after like Dinobot like kicked him in the face yo-yo yeah well you know you know he probably figured that out when he was trying to turn the turn the security off he was pushing every button on every console and so he figured out where how you know so he's like does that well maybe maybe it's this button and it's like you know that lowers the periscope and maybe it's this button and that you know Turns on the espresso machine, and maybe it's. A, you I still know. like the idea. I still like the idea of it being a happy accident. I think it would have like I. I like that it's a happy accident, but I could have all I could have also seen like what Kendall did. And it yeah. would have been cool if it was like sort of a deleted scene where the clone was going around pressing different buttons, and maybe he got bonked on the head first by the periscope <laughs> when he. Yeah, that would be cute. Yeah. Well, it would have yeah, would have made a... a good like you know how sometimes they do like I don't know if are they delete are they deleted scenes or bloopers or whatever like like during the end credits you'll see kind of like an extended ver- uh, version of a bit like yeah. like yeah it'd be like yeah, yeah it's, it'd have it's it. usually like a cut scene or a deleted scene usually if they if it's something that's an extended bit. I'm trying to remember. Didn't they have that in later seasons of Power Rangers too? Yeah, yeah, that's what the, I was. The credits yeah. they had that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what that's what I'm thinking. That's why I was thinking like it would work in it would work in uh, in in Beast Wars because it did it in the thing. Although Beast Wars is more serious than Power Rangers, so. <laughs> so, oh yes, there was one thing I forgot to mention uh, at the start of the fight. Once Dinobot was thrown into the elevator. The clone says, fortunately, I don't share your stupid sense of honor. Yeah. Yeah. Burn. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. For dinos. Yeah. So the Dinobot uh, gets smacked with a periscope, and it, you you think that he's knocked out as the clone sort of walks over him and starts walk, I'm assuming, like down the hall or something like that. But we see Dinobot's eye open after the clone steps over him. And then it cuts to Megatron outside, and he's he's like, ah, oh, yes, defenseless and completely unguarded. It almost seems too easy. And so he approaches the ship, and a raptor, we don't know whether it's a clone or if it's Dinobot, uh, comes down the elevator and says, Megatron, where are the others? And he's like preparing an ambush for those maximal fools. He says, the then animators the- didn't feel like drawing them. <laughs> He's like, then when they return here, I'll finish them with their own defense grid. And and so uh, there's a conversation that happens where uh, the the raptor says, your brilliance is an inspiration to me. And then Megatron is like, you are a most enchanting creature. I may just clone the rest of my troops. (laughs) So all all Megatron wants is people who praise him. Pretty much. So the, the the raptor steps aside, says the pro, and now my leader, the prize is yours. So Megatron walks off camera, and then as it, we've come to find out, it is actually Dinobot, and he activates Sentinel, and the shield zaps Megatron and sends him flying into the ground, and his face gets full of dirt. <laughs> and he's like, so you ungrateful clone, you're as treacherous as the real Dinobot. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, 
It's like you oh. really you didn't you, you you didn't just assume that it was that it was the real Dinobots. <laughs> Which well, he is then corrected because Dinobots like correction. I am the real Dinobot. <laughs> I mean, he couldn't possibly conceive of his minions being incompetent. Mm. They yeah, said they got the tall. job done. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I was almost expecting a line him to say a line about sending Pterosaur to do the job, but we never got it. It, w- it would have made sense, but I don't know. Wishful thinking there. Who am I to question the Emmy, Emmy award-winning writer? <laughs> yeah. It's not, you know, it's not like he has continuity or anything to, to work with. But, so yeah, Megatron uh, says, so you managed to best my clone after all. And then he's like, and he's sort of melancholy about it. He's like a pity. He was such a loyal fellow. He's like, unlike you. He was such a loyal fellow, even though I just questioned it mere seconds ago. (laughs) (laughs) So from here, we get a a very brief fight, and there's almost like a little uh, beam battle between Dinobot and Megatron. Yeah. And just as it looks like Dinobot might be... like starting to turn the tide, we get a missile that's shot into the beam and explodes and sends them both back. And uh, Optimus and the rest of the crew are there. And it's like, game's over, Megatron. And Megatron, with his corny lines, like, it appears my revenge must be postponed until we, next we meet. So yeah, it really the, makes you wonder why Optimus... And the, and, the, and the Maximals just miss each other? Mm. Like, like, because he's like, yeah, the the... The rest of the Predacons, they're all out. They're going to ambush the Maximals. And the Maximals are like, I mean, The Maximals just beat them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, or they beat them off camera. Either way, it's just like, yeah. it 100% does not pay that off. Yeah, I'm sorry, Eric. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, I'm really wondering why Optimus didn't just shoot Megatron instead of shooting in the middle of both, sending them both flying backwards. That's yeah, a good like, point. You- well, if he didn't know at, if, about uh, Dinobot or not, then maybe. But apparently, he heard them over. Tra- he overheard them talking about it, oh, which is why yeah. they, they trust Dinobot. Um, so yeah, it doesn't make much sense. Or he's just not yeah. a good shot. <laughs> yeah, or, maybe, or maybe it goes back to the fact that Optimus Primal wants to arrest Megatron and take him back to Cybertron for, to stand trial instead of shooting him. Want to kill him though? I mean, given how much damage we've seen Megatron take, it wouldn't be some, yeah. out of the realm of possibility that taking a missile wouldn't actually kill him. Might have thrown him in stasis lock, perhaps, if it was, like, a really good shot. But, but yeah. So They have no endgame. There's no... Yeah. <laughs> As the theme song alludes to, there is no endgame. <laughs> or at least that's Kendall's opinion. <laughs> so, from from here, we, we cut back into the base, and they're sort of looking around, surveying the damage, and like, you and that clone sure trashed the place. And Rattrap's like, don't tell me you're buying this clone stuff. And they're like, well, Megatron admitted it. And he's like, yeah, like, I'm going to believe him. And so they, they look at Dinobot and they're like, if there was a clone, where is he, huh? And Dinobot's oh, like, God. I'm afraid he's gone for good. A shame, really. He was such a handsome creature and quite tasty. And then he flicks a piece out of his teeth with his claw and it's really gross because it flies in the air and smacks in the Optimus's face and just sort of (laughs) slides down 
<laughs> we get like, the scene of all of like Cheetor gives a thumbs up. Rhinox looks just <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, like they all the look fuck? really shocked, but Cheetor's <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then and there's we some great music playing too. Yeah, and Optimus is like, you're disgusting. And then Dinobot sort of has like this. Oh, that Dinobot. Yeah, like this sort of grimacing grin sort of thing. And it is so. cannibalism. Yeah. <laughs> is it cannibalism if you're a robot and they're a clone, though? Yeah. Okay, so is the clone a robot or is the clone a dinosaur? I mean, the clone's like at least like most dinosaurs. Yeah. And so how is it able to talk? Well, is like I said, well, we mostly. Know he, well, we we know as as the trivia point out, we know he doesn't actually eat the entire thing because he hangs the skin up on in his room or something. <laughs> so, so I guess I guess he just ate around <laughs> the metal parts. Well, I mean, his filters will adjust. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's the other question: Does this mean that the Transformers used the restroom? We argued about that too, didn't we? Yeah, because we had the episode. It was either a, <laughs> it was either a toilet or a garbage chute that they shot Pterosaur out of once. We couldn't figure it out. Like, there's there's some weird things about them being part organic, yeah. and questions raised that they that you know you like as a kid you don't think of, but then when you when you actually try to nitpick it, you're like, wait. Wait, wait! Like, oh my god, no! So, like, yeah. Oh, okay, like here, here's an example. Like, remember how we said like Rat Trap eats garbage and stuff like that? He like mentions and stuff like that. Well, are they the ones making that garbage? Because you know they're robots. Do they make enough organic garbage that Rat Trap has the need to eat it, or does he actually like? Does he actually like go out into the wild and like make garbage and then bring it back to eat it? <laughs> Rattrap has this stash of garbage somewhere outside the ship. Optimus won't let him keep it inside, so he brings it in a piece at a time. Maybe he goes to like a there's like a there's like a there's actually a human settlement like like uh time travelers that got stuck back here. <laughs> I can't think of an example, but there are TV shows. What was like uh or like yeah was it what was it Land of the Lost? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- those people or primeval. There's just a dimensional rift that shoots garbage out. Oh, it's like that uh, that one's uh, Simpson Halloween episode. People just throw garbage in a dimensional rift, not caring where it goes, and it just spits it out there. I was going to say, it could have also been like a solution that Futurama made for the garbage. Right, right. <laughs> Instead of shooting it into the sun, just send it into the past, and they'll take care of it. <laughs> Creates a paradox. <laughs> Not if Rat Trap eats it all. Oh, that's true. I don't but think yeah. a paradox is that the right word? Because apparently robots can eat can eat that garbage. I mean, we saw Bender; he ate that Bart Simpson soy shorts. Yeah. Well, yeah, it would be a paradox because if you're sending garbage from the future into the past, then like you have to. Ha- how would the garbage be there in the future? Like you know, then it would biodegrade over a long period of time. Well, depending on what you're sending. I mean, it's a really long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Depends Kendall, on if it was made it. out of recycled material. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, 
So yeah, there's the episode. What are your guys' thoughts? I mean, it yeah, was, like, I I was kind of like, sorry, Jordan. I was gonna say it's goofy, but it works. It's it's like one of those just you know random episodes that is just you know for all for all the non serious it is. It just it was actually kind of fun to watch. Uh, I feel that this is just an example of how broken the system is. <laughs> that Roby only has one Emmy. <laughs> Frickin' politics, man. <laughs> Could have had an Emmy for Beast Wars, yeah. damn it. I mean, as bad as the last episode was, that's how good as good as this episode is. Like it was last episode was rough and this episode was like solid. Mm-hmm. Um although actually the last I, I episode mean, wasn't that bad because it had the I really liked Evil Rhinox. I don't um but this was I, I really enjoyed this episode and it's like like it's not earth shattering, but I don't think that with shows like Beast Wars not everything can be earth shattering since since you can't really have since you kinda have to reset everything at the end of every episode. So this mm-hmm. sort of being a very I always like it when the villain has a very specific plan. You know, like in Power Rangers, when when the plan is to isolate Jason and and defeat him, and then because he's not there, the rest of the team is crippled, and then we can like I always like when there's a when there's a specific plan rather than let's just let's just attack the other team. Yeah. yeah. Well, for me, the episode was like it was fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Like I said, I was I was kind of just like man on it until like some of the slapsticky stuff happened because like it, and even then it's it was just it's it an episode i didn't think it was bad but it didn't do anything for me mm-hmm. I, f- I felt it was more like a filler episode like it, it didn't yeah. it, it didn't change the status quo or anything like that not to say that it was a bad episode but it, it, it i mean it certainly wasn't the worst that we've seen um and it yeah. had some really cute moments but i don't think it was like anything to really write home about per se so I I remember when I was watching it, I was like, man, it's a shame because they actually did more, did a lot with that clone character. I was mm-hmm. like, they've actually kind of established this Dinobot clone character. It's a shame that he's a one-off character that he's not going to stick around because they, you know, then they'd have some character development. Um, but mm-hmm. since it was mostly, I mean, because a lot of the episode was just him sitting there talking to himself. Well, I'm almost. I don't want to spoil it, but I almost wonder if what we get in season three is maybe a return of that character. I, I'm I'm trying not to spoil it too much, but it'll be interesting once we get to that season to and have you have you sort of see what I mean. But mm. but we'll see. Yeah. Anyway, so we actually got a bunch of questions this week, and Eric's got a bunch of them too for us. I'll let you read them off because I've already forgotten them. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we actually got uh, a question from the Twitter feed. Uh, mm-hmm. Something to do uh, sent us a question, which is a uh, like a hobby shop, like a comic hobby shop yep. being run by. Okay, and and they their actual handles like at something to do uh, NM, and they mentioned like they know that this is further off, but. How do we all feel about Rat Trap with wheels? And they posted a picture of of racing transmetal Rat Trap. I liked it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like it's fine. I mean, 
Not getting uh, too I mean, spoilery, but I think it, I, <laughs> not getting too spoilery, but I think it. I think there's definitely some moments that are are pretty cool with it. I mean, I imagine yeah. it might be kind of inconvenient sometimes. Mm. In our stairs. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing the thing with the transmetals was like that they they, they were like three modes, like they yeah. could. So he could just go back into a rat or robot form and go up the stairs. Yeah, it was like a. Oh, so feature. he had he had legs sometimes then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that's cool. That sounds really cool. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure in Beast Machines, he just has the wheels. Yeah, when he's transformed. Yeah, yeah, in the Beast Machines. And that's what I was thinking of. When... Well, you know, it's the it's the future in Beast Machines, so they're so they don't um, have handicap accessible. Uh, well, I, was, I mean, the... in Beast Machines, like I, don't, I mean, like they're kind of all handicapped in that series in general because like <laughs> they lose a lot of their guns. No, yeah. I'm like I'm not saying it as a bad thing. I'm saying like. Cheetor has swords. Uh, Optimus has like a, a chest or belly beam thing he can do, I think, maybe. Or maybe his like fists absorb energy. I don't remember. But like, and like Black Ragony has webs, and this bat character has a scream. Like, none of them have guns anymore. Like, they're all like, I think Ratchet can hack into things. I don't think he even has any weapons at all. So, I mean, like, that's what I mean when I say that they, they all got kind of nerfed. Like, yeah. Yeah. I I I remember liking uh, the designs of the transmetals. I remember thinking that the transmetals were like the coolest things ever, and the characters that don't get to be transmetals. I I don't think does Optimus not or Optimus has something else. Optimus definitely to him. Gets transmetal. He gets yeah, he, he actually gets two transmetal forms. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. I don't remember. There's there's like Rhinox doesn't get a transmetal, right? Sadly, yeah. no. Yeah, I remember thinking it was dumb that like some of the characters didn't get a transmetal because I thought the yeah. transmetals were the coolest things ever to exist ever. Mm-hmm. Well, and none, none of the fusors are transmetals either. Just like no. oh, I don't really, um, I guess I don't remember them existing. So well, <laughs> if I remember correctly, uh, when they got the transmetal is when literally the fusors first were like first awakened. Like that was like part of the the scene. Like the end scene of the episode with the transmetals had like the pods of the futures opening, and it was like oh, to be continued kind of thing. If yeah. I'm if I remember correctly, so so it's like they came just right after they, when they could have gotten it. Mm-hmm. Just we'll find out in thirty six weeks or whatever. <laughs> well, we're over halfway through season one now. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's what I, you know, season and a half, right? Because it's season. <laughs> is it end this? Is the Transmetals end of season two into season three? Nope, it's end of this season into season two. Oh, okay, so it's soon. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I um, I really like Cheetor's Transmetal. Well, I just want to say it because it it matched the toy better than the than the Cheetah does because the obviously the Cheetah toy can't be super skinny like a Cheetah, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the Cheetor Transmetal was pretty bulky looking and looked more like a toy. I liked the I liked Cheetor's rockets. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, and next question. Yeah, what's the next question there? Okay, we've got a couple of questions from Zach. One was, uh, Transformers has always been big on catchphrases, you know, roll out, that's just prime, etc. What's your favorite and least favorite, and why? I think that's just prime is my favorite, because I still say yeah. that, like, all the time. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, we don't hear it much in the first season, well, maybe it's towards the latter part of the first season, but I every once in a while I'll say for bolting up cold, 
Like I'll say it to my <laughs> wife or something. Like it's, it's, there's something stupid going on. But like, oh, for bolting up cold. Yeah, that's one of my favorite ones. I don't really have a have an one that's like that I don't really dislike per se. Like all of the memorable quotes are all memorable for good reasons for me. Yeah, I, I don't like I, yes. I don't like <laughs> yes. I like it. I but it's I signature. Have, I feel that it is. I feel I. It's an unpopular opinion. I know. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna stand my ground here. I think that Megatron's yes is overdone. Like it was. He says it was yes. Good at first. You say no. And then also, yeah. And then it's also, like, uh, I just. I kind of. I. It would work better if I really felt like Megatron was the pull the strings manipulative villain, but he's not. Really, I mean, and I know that's it's a '90s kids show, and the villains are always lame. But villains are hard, so yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's my one that I don't like. I like we're all gonna die. <laughs> that one's good. Um, I yeah. like this isn't my war. I fear it soon will be. No. Yeah, I uh, quote like catchphrases and such. I kind of just liked some of the stuff that Rat Trap says because. I don't know. Maybe it's because of his New York accent, or or just his personality. But everything sounds so put upon or exasperated, and it just it really sounds like oh, this is the this is the guy that has to do all the crap when it, things like get broken down or 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 uh, or or shoved around, and he's the one that will complain about it as opposed to <laughs> Rhinox, who who will just be like, okay. Mm. My favorite catchphrase would be. Ah, weep, grana, weep, ninny bomb. <laughs> nice <laughs> choice. Uh, I still, I still have friends who say that. Ah, weep, grana, weep, ninny bone. <laughs> do 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 uh, I, think I some too of the... dare to be stupid. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think some of uh, some of my friends also tend to quote the Junkatrons a lot. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty and... good. <laughs> um and he also asked uh about why the Zach also asked why the Maximals Predacons are way smaller than the Autobots Decepticons. Um like they're like about half size. Like if you and if you think about it, that's true like even in 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 regards to like uh some like human sizes and stuff like that that you can kind of tell from throughout the series you could estimate they are much shorter and smaller than what the Transformers in Generation which, One were, which towers over people. Makes perfect sense because Transformers in Gen One were cars, and these yeah. are animals. Yeah. Like yeah. a car is a lot bigger than a cheetah. I mean, an elephant oh, yeah. beast beast yeah. machine beast war character would, would be like really big, but like other than that, like well, um and and I didn't think of beast. I don't think there. of Beast Wars characters as being like giant robots the way that transformers are i feel like beast wars is a more it's a more like it's sort of a more grounded down-to-earth take on the transformer genre it's the you know it's the sort of the street level gritty reboot (laughs) well uh oddly enough and i'm not sure how much things go go into it but there was the whole thing where uh the you know the big autobots and decepticons were pretty much energon guzzlers like they they really burned through it and a couple of comics like before i think idw 
brought them up and some other things basically were like there was starting to be an energon shortage because there was just so many of them just using energon and like so they were trying various things like uh making mini cons you know like smaller compact size which explains so, the the micro uh mini transformers that they that they put out at at one point and so the maximals are they are they hybrids in a sense yes <laughs> they are they are the hybrids where they are more energy efficient but still large <laughs> well and they're and they're hybrid because they only because the Beast form doesn't guzzle energon because it's like yeah powered by electricity. Yeah, <laughs> I think it makes sense. Like that. At this point, I think both the the Maximals and, and the Predacons sort of in a evolutionary sense, if they're going to be trying to blend in, that better to do so with the actual species on a planet rather than the technology per se. So they had to evolve with that realization and hence they start getting smaller and like you said from an energy constraint sort of thing also it makes more sense to be smaller so that you're more efficient so that's just my take on it excuse me and and we can go on to eric's questions if we want if you want sure um so Let's start with this. Uh, why aren't the Transformers just solar-powered like the Megazord? <laughs> I mean, Which, how long have they had this energy crisis? <laughs> uh, apparently, uh, probably really long. Like, I think, I, like I said, like if you look into some of the information about Predacons and Maximals on the wiki, like some of the comics actually are like, that's why they're... they're it's not Autobots and Decepticons. They reformatted into this, and why the Autobots or you know the Maximals kind of ha- have not only like a Pax Cybertronica, like a peace treaty, but the end of the war was like okay, we're we're rationing out like uh, Energon so that you know everyone's fine and and stuff like that, and they kind of worked that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All the yeah, all, <laughs> yeah. All, all all Cybertronians are equal, but some are more equal than others. <laughs> no, it was a war. For, I mean, it's it's clearly the the big Energon lobby. You know, they've they've well, silenced the so, they've silenced the uh, solar the solar powered uh, ones. I mean, so you're like, saying this beast war is more of an animal farm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say, though, that, like, Energon in G1 can be made from literally any other energy source, so they could just make solar power Energon cubes. Yeah, could that's true. Because yeah. they do it with a hydro dam. They make Energon from from energy from, an, from a hydro dam. So. And I think we were talking about on the bonus episode, or maybe another episode, where, like, they, they were, like, at a gas station just filling up Energon. Yeah, yeah I like, remember that. Then they'd, like, squeeze it down. Yeah. But let's face it, like, even if it was the G1 Transformers, they couldn't have solar panels on them. It just wouldn't work right. Although I have they to wonder have if the... solar panel things that, that fill up Energon cubes. Yeah. Well, what if they just all take the form of, like, a Prius or a Volt? <laughs> <laughs> they just plug themselves in overnight. Well, there is an actual Volt in the second Michael Bay movie. That they named oh, Jolt. There you go. Michael Bay mm-hmm. solved the problem. Oh god! I don't want to give him any praise. 
That's like the one good thing out of the all of it. <laughs> it probably wasn't his idea, Greg. We can we can say no, that. Probably. It was probably Indeed. Chevy's idea. It's like, oh, we'll let you use the Chevys again, but you gotta put this one in. <laughs> yeah, the Michael Bay Ninja Turtle movies were good. Yeah, I heard the, the second, second one, one wasn't too bad. Second one's a lot of fun. This is a, yeah, the second one is good. The first one is like acceptable. The first one tries to be very dark and edgy. The second one is actually fun. To be fair, mm-hmm. he didn't direct them; he produced them, so it's a little different. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 I thought the first one was pretty goofy still, but I, mean, I did like the adrenaline scene. And I still and haven't I, seen the second one. I got the sense of, oh well. Regardless, I, I, I saw it one time the day that it came out, so I, you know, I'm not an expert. But uh, I, the sec- we can agree that the second one was good. Like yes, like I think I think that's that's is like that's what they should keep doing. Make movies <laughs> like that. So what else did Eric ask us there, Jordan? Um, and we actually kind of touched upon this. You asked that if uh, if they made the animated movie again, wow, what the language would the Junkatrons use? <laughs> which yeah, we had we had which, yeah, about which that. we had a good one where where first you mentioned. Mentioned speaking like on Twitter, and then someone brought up ma- memes or memes. I always am not sure which was the way to say that. And oh yeah, I mentioned we speak Twitter, and then <laughs> then I was like, no, no, we speak memes, <laughs> which I think would work very well. Oh my god, memes would have been hilarious for the junkions. <laughs> and uh, finally, you also asked. Um, like if there were humans or humans were remains uh, actually in the well, the world that we're in, the Earth with two moons, and and you know whether a Maximal could actually have a human as their beast form, since you know they're <laughs> they're an animal. Man, that would be creepy. Yeah, they actually uh, have transformers that do that in G one, don't they? That are like that are it like, was never they're... it was never released. I don't think in. Uh, in North America, but in Japan, they did have a season with the Pretenders, which were like yeah. sort of like human with robots inside. And Doesn't was, that happen was, again, in a Michael Bay movie? It does, and the second one is yeah. a Pretender in it. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, so far we haven't seen any humans on the Earth, <laughs> so yeah, Beast you know, Wars it never comes up. <laughs> uh yeah. I like I've sworn there's an episode of a caveman in it, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Well, doesn't like Waspinator become like a god to early humans or something? Uh, sort of, kind of. I don't want to spoil it for you, Kendall. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I could have sworn I remembered some sort of proto-human in the show at some point, but I, I feel like I feel like humans, um, their obvious uh capabilities come from their brain. And the Cybertron-ish people already have brains that are big, so it wouldn't make a lot of sense to have it be to take a, a human form because you wouldn't yeah, be like able they have to. No claws, no teeth. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So you wouldn't have as many of the natural defenses of, say, like a rhino or a gorilla or yeah. or a raptor. You could like, you walk really chain. far. I remember that's what I learned in anthropology class, was that the reason humans were better than other animals is they could walk really far. Yeah. 
mm. and and huge amount of endurance. Like we, right? We right. would just not we would just not stop tracking things. Mm. Yeah. So, did we have any other questions, Jordan, or were those all nope. of them? I'm nope. That was all of them. There was one. Wrong wasn't there one on the Facebook group that I had yeah. a, a, an answer for in my <laughs> head? Oh. Not the one that I was ranting about this morning. There, there's somebody else asked a question in the Facebook. <laughs> yeah, because you were asking why Garfield hates oh. Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I must miss. I thought uh, must have missed the Facebook one. Oh yeah, David asked. Sorry, yeah. I was looking up the ones that came in through our email. No worries. I Actually, believe- I've got that one up here. Yeah. Um, David. We David's asked us a few questions before he had, he asked which franchise from another audio entropy podcast would you most like or least like to see in a Beast Wars crossover event? I mean, I feel like the Dino Zords wouldn't be entirely out of place. No, well, sentient Dino Zords. Although we sort of get that in later seasons of Power Rangers too. I yeah, guess. Yeah, and they're vaguely sentient and mighty yeah. orphan. Yeah. Well, they're sentient I... in Zoo Ranger, and so, therefore, there's some bleed over. Yeah, right. Um, I, I think everyone knows that my answer is, of course, Let's Plays. <laughs> <laughs> Team up between Luke and, like, Rhinox or something? Yeah, I was actually thinking, I was actually thinking, uh, if it was a podcast crossover, I think, and we could just rank all of, rank every Transformer ever made. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Maybe we could limit it and do like Transformer video games because there's there's the, there's the a very short it. podcast. I well, remember if we did Transformer very... video games, then that would be that would be a a very special episode of Let's Plays where we I remember where we... being disappointed by the PC gamer demo for the Beast Wars computer game back in the day. Mm. Yeah, I think I do too. I think I remember that I played a Beast Wars video game and didn't like it. I think I, I, mean, I talked about it on an earlier episode that I played a, a PC demo for Beast Wars game. I believe it was on PlayStation as well, that same game. And then they also made another game for Beast Wars during the Transmetal stuff. Yep, that was a that, fighting game, I if I remember correctly. <clears throat> yeah, okay. The other one wasn't a fighting game. It was like a, you run around and transform could, and stuff. And it was really, really weird. And I want I want to play it again and talk about it on the show. Like, but I haven't the demo levels it. were either <clears throat> Rat Trap or Cheetor. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think I think Rat Trap. I think you could pick a Maximal or a Predacon, and it was Rat Trap and Inferno. Yeah, I'm looking at the pictures right now. Although there's some pictures of Rat Trap and Inferno, and then it does look like there's Cheetor and. Optimus. I mean, I'm sure they're there, but in the demo, yeah. I'm saying you played Rat Trap and Inferno. Yeah. A demo yeah. this year. Well, wow, some of these pe- pictures are not great. No, it wasn't yeah. very good. I remember that even as a kid. I thought it was kind of weird. Yeah. But yeah, if it was if we were on if we did a yeah, we could do a very special episode of Let's Place where we where we rank all of the Transformers video games into the Let's Place list. <laughs> you know, if if Luke's I listening. mean uh, I guess I would have said inside the Master's studio, but I guess your answer was okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would have said all along the Watchtower because then we could have had a literal cross between Power Rangers, the DC animated universe, and Transformers. Yeah, that'd be. Great. Oh, we don't. We don't. It's sad that we don't have like a GI Joe podcast because because they're just right. Because they're in be the like same a universe. Huge now. Hasbro crossover. Yeah, because I mean they've done so many comics of it already. There, I mean, yeah. isn't that official? Like in the current 
uh, a visual Transformers con- con- continuity. It's or tra- the comics. They are officially like in the same universe as the GI Joes. I think, but like they they don't act like whenever they do like a GI Joe uh, cross uh, Transformers crossover, it's always like you know separate from what what the uh, whatever continuities are going on in the, in the separate comics. Oh yeah, it's like an Elseworlds type of thing. Yeah, like I mean, they are technically <laughs> supposed to be in the same kind of universe. I I just I was under the I was under the impression that that it was a that it was specifically like the Marvel universe like it was a shared universe. I mean, obviously Spider-Man and Silver Surfer aren't always hanging out, but like they're in the same world. I I don't know. I'm not the expert. <laughs> okay, I've got another question. Yep. Okay. Uh so if one of the and I don't know how many there were total, but if one of the giant combiner transformers was to be the basis for a Power Rangers team, which one would you want? Ooh. Um, I don't know. Uh, and I kinda the team wanna... would take the theme of whatever the vehicles are. I kind of I like the idea of it being... Um, <coughs> I think of his name right now, but the one that's the most like well-known. Um, Devastator. 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 Is the one yeah, with one. the Constructicons. And yeah. those ones. Um, It'd be kind of cool to have, like, Power Rangers based off of, like, construction workers. <laughs> Their helmets are also hard hats. Yeah, I'd love that. Oh, awesome. like, <laughs> that sounds like a yeah, like, that sounds like a Power Rangers team. Like, the 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 four main combiner ones, just a real quick on our Devastator, which are the Constructicons, yeah. uh, Defense, Defensor, which are the Protector Bots, I think, right? Yes. Uh, Superior. The aerial Bart, aerial yeah. boss was Superior. Superior, and then Menacer were the. Uh, oh, the Stunticons. The Stunticons, yeah. yeah. And those are those are the typical like usual groups. So there's like two Decepticon ones and two uh, two Autobot did, ones. Did yeah. the Dinobots? No, they actually did not no. uh, combine in like. Well, and it's kind of funny because there is like a actual like Combiner Wars kind of. Thing going on, uh, like I think in the comics or with the toys or something like that. So there's like a huge thing. I think there apparently... was a combiner Dinobot. Yeah, and apparently there is Optimus Maximus that was made from for for that, which apparently yeah. is basically just because um, the comics do this sometimes too, is where they will just basically like it's like, hey, the way things combined is through this MacGuffin. We'll throw it at this group of five, and suddenly we've got a giant robot. Yeah. And it pretty much goes as well as you think it would go. Yeah, hmm. I think I found it here. I think it was like a custom sort of deal with the, the Dinobot combiner. I've got a picture ah. here. Shura King. Yeah, look different. I think there's one from Toy World. Hmm. That's a toy review. Mm. That looks pretty sweet. Yeah, and the fact that its eyes are lighting up though makes me think it is, like you said, a custom of some yeah. sort. It's already like we've already had dinosaurs so many times in Power Rangers, though. <laughs> True. That one's pretty cool too. But in this case, the Red Ranger would have to talk like me, Red Ranger, say. <laughs> <laughs> so what, like the Blue Ranger from Dino uh, Charge? 
<laughs> oh god, that's oh. right. He's a caveman in Dino Charge. Yeah, man. Still rehashing stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I don't know. I almost want to go with the aerial bar, aerial bots. I would. I wouldn't mind uh, seeing Superion as a as a Megazord. That'd be pretty neat. Yeah, I said the idea of a construction I, worker, Power Rangers, but that sounds cool too. Yeah. I was thinking. Uh, I was thinking more of like the Protecticons and and uh, um, and Defensor because I mean that kind of seems to go more in line with the yeah. helping people, you know, because because the each of the robots are like uh, rescue vehicles. That's you know? true too. So you know, like a uh, uh, like a police car and a uh, and an ambulance and like a, a helicopter. Like well, a medical helicopter or something. Well, we technically had that twice because oh, we had it in both rescue? Turbo and Lightspeed Rescue. Oh yeah, because huh. we had well, the rescue. I mean, all of the all of the ideas have already happened with Power Rangers yeah. because yeah. there have been okay, so seven thousand seasons of Power Rangers. <laughs> so what about 7, from the other direction? What Megazord would you like to see made into a Transformers combiner? Hmm. Hmm. I love the classic. Just because I love the classic, Mighty like, <laughs> Morphin. I'd like yeah, to see what, kinda... what those swords turn into as in robot form. Yeah, I, I kind of. Also, I kind of would like to see them actually like be like robots that had you know personalities and and walked around and did stuff when they weren't being the Megazord. <laughs> so one I mean, one thing someone, I liked is, about isn't Zio like they're all humanoid ones. Yeah. Well. I mean, the Already, Super Zeo like, Swords, yes. Yeah. Uh, one, one one thing I liked about RPM, I mean, in addition to a million other things, because RPM is amazing. Um, Word. And and I may and this may be true of other modern uh, Power Ranger seasons. I really I've literally watched like Mighty Morphin and, and RPM, and that's about it. Uh, but uh, I, one thing I liked is like every other episode they introduced a new Zord, and then there was like a new combination of the zords that they had could turn into a megazord so if you had about mm-hmm. like a dozen uh a, a dozen characters and they could rant in every other episode of the show they would randomly assemble into a different assortment of those of those uh characters that would be kind of a cool th- a cool Sounds thing. like steven universe yeah <laughs> <laughs> combine these two together see what happens combine these three okay cool <clears throat> Yeah, there you go. Eric, did you have any other questions for us? Are you ready to go to bed? (laughs) I have a question for you, Eric. I have a question for you. Sure. Why does Garfield hate Mondays? (laughs) Uh, I think he just hates the idea of Mondays. Like, he doesn't actually hate Mondays. He doesn't have to go to work. Mm -hmm. I think he hates Mondays because John has to go to work. And he just got off of two days of being pampered by John. Yeah, but John Arbuckle's a cartoonist that works from home. Right? Like, they never changed that, did they? I'll, I'll be darned if I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, leave it at he hates the idea of Mondays. I like, that's the best, that's actually the best answer. I, a Monday, I, Monday is a metaphor for death. <laughs> Yeah, I was also I was gonna say like I mean like even John doesn't really have a reason to hate Mondays right. himself because he doesn't like he works from home. Yeah, he hates Mondays because it's relatable to the people who read the comic. I 
was going to say, he hates Mondays because he gets endless shit from Garfield about Mondays. <laughs> okay, wait. John hates Mondays because he just spent like so long doing the Sunday color strip, and now he has to make another fucking strip right away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, see, right. but that is, so there you go. I mean, it's weird, you know, because I, yeah, because I work, you know, I, it's not like it's, I mean, Mondays are the, are, are, are a weird middle day in my week. I work Friday to Tuesday. So, like, but still, I hate Mondays. I don't, and I don't understand it either. And I thought maybe to, this morning when I was, uh, in my, uh, going, uh, ranting on Facebook about things, uh, I was thinking maybe if I understood, Garfield's motivations, then I could understand my own. Okay, here's here's why he hates Mondays. That was the day of the week that he got fixed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, hate Mondays yeah. after that too. Actually, there was uh, there was this really silly uh, robot chicken skit where like it, they did basically the Biggest Loser thing with, and it was Barbie coaching Garfield, Miss Piggy, and Mario. And and Winnie the Pooh. Oh, God. And apparently at one point when they were racing, like, apparent, like Garfield basically lost enough weight, weight that he could actually finally reach his balls, but they were gone. <laughs> he was like, John, you bastard, you mundane my balls. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I mean, like, in the context of the strip, shit happens to him every Monday. Like, really yeah. bad shit. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's why he hates Mondays, but I mean, like, yeah. yeah, and in the cartoon too. But the thing is, is that from what I can remember, that was kind of like after the fact. Like he started hating Mondays, and then just Mondays started to fight back in a way. <laughs> well, it feels the like it feels like Friday a retcon. That definitely, that one hundred percent feels like a retcon. Like, like the thing was Garfield <laughs> hated Mondays, and then they were like, we have a cartoon, we have a cartoon that has to last fifteen minutes instead of uh, instead of three panels. Uh, but that's okay. I just wanted... I've gotten your you guys' opinion about why Garfield hates Mondays and that's dumb. I've voiced mine. I just wanted to get Eric's opinion on why. And we got that, so... Awesome. He's a cat. He doesn't need a good reason for anything. <laughs> Man, Eric, I am I'm intrigued by your ideas and I wish to subscribe to your newsletter. Well, just go to audioentropy.com slash... That I don't know the URL. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just about to ask if there was anything you wanted to plug, Eric. So I suppose this would be a perfect time. Uh, well, I currently have one episode uploaded of Inside the Master's Studio. It's mm-hmm. a behind-the-screens look at the art of being a dungeon master or game master. Awesome. Uh, so far, we've got nine episodes total that need to slowly migrate and then another three waiting to be uploaded that's awesome wow you weren't and you got a you got a backlog i do indeed I it's good to have a backlog though I, 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 as, as listeners know probably by now and and other my co-hosts i love i love tabletop rpg so i look forward to listening to that Awesome. Anybody else got anything that they wanted to plug this week? Um, oh wait, actually, yeah. The I made a huge mistake is still going on. The uh, in fact that just the um, episode by episode rewatch of uh, Arrested Development, like Darren Husted uh, has been editing and hosting that and getting guest co-hosts and such. And I they just 
like finished season one a bit ago, and I and I am I helped out and did another episode. So there's one in the first season, and I did another one for the third season, but it's not going to be out till like January. So <laughs> so we got a while before it's there, but it's yeah. still you know if you ever. Uh, if you liked Arrested Development or were kind of interested in stuff like in like how it came, you know, came together or or, or anything like that, it's a it's a fun read because I mean, you know, it's a, that show was like one of those things where like it had so many levels and things put down that when you go over it, sometimes you all you will find something new that you missed that is just really enjoyable. Yeah, mm. awesome. Anybody else? Um, as per usual, uh, you can check out my art. You can check out my art at dangerchair.tumblr.com, and you can find me on Twitter, Twitch, and uh, Instagram as at johndar seventy six. Mm-hmm. Hello, you, Kendall. You um, have anything this week? Yeah. Well, I mean, download my album, um, uh, kendallholman.bandcamp.com. Uh, it's up and everything. Uh, and then uh, follow me on Twitter at khallman. Um, I'm also toying with the idea of starting a comic review podcast uh if anybody's interested in uh participating uh you can i don't know at me on twitter or something and we'll get in touch and stuff uh or whatever um i'm not i don't i just i don't have any details yet but i'm just you know figure call put the call out that's awesome if you ever need guest word i'd love to be on yeah, I'd like to guess sometime. I don't think I can commit to another right. full-on podcast. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I want to do a. I think I want it to be a ro- a rotating cast. Um, and also, it would be very low effort. Um, uh, just sort of a, just sort of a. What what I did previously um, was was just um, literally. I'd have it was me and one other guy, and we would get on on a Thursday night on a Skype call and say, "This is what I read." And it was good, and they'd be like, and this is what I read, and it was good, and that'd be, you know, we'd talk for an hour. If there was a movie that came out that week, we'd argue about whether the movie was good. Mm-hmm. You know, it, like, nothing nothing super hardcore, but uh, but I was just thinking, like, you know, I don't talk about comic books enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, and as always, for our listeners, uh, please feel free to check us out at audioentropy.com. As well, we're always on iTunes, so you can search for us on iTunes, Warren Beast Podcasts. And if you want to hit us up on Twitter or Facebook or by email, uh, Facebook, if you search for the Warren Beast Podcast, we're on Facebook at Warren Beast on Twitter. And of course, the email is Warren Beast Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. It's been another week. Hoping escape for a couple of hours with everything that's been going on in your lives. It's been a lot going on this past week, so I don't blame anybody. Uh, but yeah, so for this week, I guess it's time for us to sign off. And we always do it in alphabetical order here, because otherwise Candle gets cranky. So <laughs> <laughs> I will exit stage right. I have been Eric. I've been Greg. I've been John. And I've been Kendall. You, I'm Jordan. You just messed up oh, the order. <laughs> Because there's wow. a different number of people. Well, now that it's been broken, you can do it however you, you want. Everything, Kendall, you fucked it all up. Oh. The oh, mummy's curse is broken.